Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. Hey. I'm one of your hosts, Will McElroy, and you already hear Jermaine Harrison here as one of my co-hosts. What's up, Jermaine? Hey, great to be here. The tree pollen is getting me, but I'm glad to be here. Yeah, you're a little sniffly, but Jermaine, I feel like this has been it's been a minute. Yeah, I've 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 been missing out on the podcast, so I'm yeah. pumped to be here. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Just meetings, not at the podcast. Working, yeah, he's out here working. Um, and then we're also joined with Hannah Spence. Hey, hey, friends! You've been here every episode, Hannah, I'm for a while now. Yeah. And then our student guest today is Chloe Copeland. What's up, Chloe? What's up? So, Chloe, you were. Born and raised here at Watermark, we were talking, you've been here a while, so you've always been around, but this is your first time on the Students Podcast, correct? Yes, it um, is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where do you go to school? What grade are you in? What do you do at school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a junior at TCA. Pinkies up. Pinkies up. And <laughs> what do I do at school? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? I mean, do you play sports? Do you know? Do you, you go to class? Well, we just go to school and just, <laughs> and just work, works in our classes. Do you do cheer? No. Uh, I, well, I do like off-campus sports. Kind oh, okay. Of. Like what? <laughs> Wait, what? I do, I do hot yoga. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a class. It's not it's a, a class. off-campus no, sport. It, it counts as my credit, so it, it counts. counts. <laughs> your credit. You do hot yoga. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it counts as your sport. That's wow, like, that got kinda? me. Me playing pickup basketball and being like, yeah, I'm a basketball player. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's great. Well, um, I'm so excited, Chloe, to have you on here for our topic. Before we get there, we wanted to just... Bring back the icebreakers just to set the tone for this time, us to all get to know each other a little bit. And what we're going to do today is I just got back from vacation and I have some travel hot takes. And I want to hear y'all react to my hot takes, whether you agree or disagree. And then if you have hot takes of your own when it comes to flying, driving, road trips, I want to hear them as well. But here's, here's my two hot takes. Number one. We need new pilots. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And here's here's why. why is I'm tired of hearing over the intercom the same they're all they're all bots and NPCs. It's just <laughs> it's the same exact like Jermaine, your voice would catch me so off guard if you were a pilot that came over the intercom or you Hannah because it's always like <laughs> Oh, this is your <laughs> pilot speaking. It's going to be 94 degrees in Dallas when we land. It's all that same exact, like, I, I think it might be how they're trained. Because, like, you know yeah. how, like, training. you know, like, when news anchors are speaking, like, they speak, they don't speak how they speak in real life. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that might be part of it, too. They're Could trained. you imagine me, a pilot, just being like, hey, hey, friends. <laughs> yeah, what's up, fam? Like, <laughs> you just catch me. You ready so. to hang today? But I think we need that. I think we need that. But I agree, Jermaine. I think it's how they're trained. I think that when we hit turbulence, like they try to be as lackadaisical. And like the last thing that I care about is flying this plane through this bumpy air. Like we're fine. Like I think they're just trained to be lackadaisical. Okay, second hot take. I receive is, it. That's you receive good. It. Yeah, That's we fair. need new pilots. Second hot take is why are airport, airport restaurants so bad <laughs> you go to sure. a chick-fil-a here in dallas anywhere really and the employees they're nice they're they're 
<laughs> they they look presentable, <laughs> and then you go to an airport Chick Fil A, and it's just not that experience. They're like they have the, different the lines are insanely wrong. They're throwing their food to the customers <laughs> across the hall. They don't even look you in the eye. It just I don't know what it is about airport restaurants specifically, and it's not just Chick Fil A. It's happened to Einstein's. It's happened to Whataburger. Uh, it's happened all across, and you also get these random restaurants and airports <laughs> that's true that like, no one has ever heard of fiesta taco <laughs> who are Where, you, are you yeah, well, how did you end up here in this airport yeah anyways i i agree with those i also have a couple of uh, travel hot takes number one what's the point of baggage fees mm. uh-huh. we've already bought mm-hmm. our tickets we've spent literally hundreds of dollars and now you're paying me uh, you're ask, you're charging me to pay for my bag to also fly. I, I don't mm. get it. That makes no sense I to me. I get it if my bag is overweight. Like, charge me a little bit more. But I'm like... Yeah, why? Why the original? What's the point? I, like, legitimately. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so concerned. Like, what else are you putting on that plane? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's going to be empty otherwise. <laughs> yes. So that's that's one of my travel hot takes. My second travel hot take is every airline has their process of boarding. Like, yes. you know you know group group four group five whatever or you know a b or c southwest or whatever and in every single time people go and line up mm-hmm. who it's just not their turn to line up <laughs> so please if you're listening take please take a seat until yes. it's your time to line up it causes so much more congestion and confusion and i'm just like guys just wait until it's your turn. it's know, just not that hard you know what's funny those are the same people that when we land they're at the back of the plane immediately standing up. Yes, and walking to the yes. front. And they always yeah. have a perfect excuse. Like, oh, my mom's waiting for me. Okay. Yeah. My mom's waiting for me too. You are <laughs> on to something though with like the boarding procedure. And this is the last thing I'll say on travel. I was thinking because you get these pre-boarding people. First off, it's the first class people. They can go board. And then it's veterans, which you're like, that's great. Uh, veterans should go first. And then it's, you know, disabled. And and then you start, there's some, I feel like there's some groups of people that it's a stretch. <laughs> like, like if you're bald, you can come board. If you're, if, if you have a, if you walk with the, like, I, I just don't know. There's with just a service feels, dog or yeah, something. Like, yeah. There's just like yeah. all of these things. And then next thing you know, um, like I'm at the back, even though I'm in the A group. Yep. And that's and fine. And you paid for your bag. And I paid for my bag. And I ate bad food. And I'm going to listen to some. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey. Hot I, take. I could go on with more hot takes. <laughs> so many. I got to pay I gotta pay full so price many. for a ticket for my three-year-old son. Oh. I mean, anyways. All I'm saying is someone, yeah. Yeah. someone could make some money off of bettering our airports. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Chloe, any thoughts? I, I agree with all of those. <laughs> I don't travel. She said they're no longer hot takes. I think these are wise considerations. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, we love it. Well, um, a, a hard transition to our topic today. <laughs> but we are talking today about choosing Christ. And so Chloe uh, talked with us about a few different ideas. And this is what we landed on together to talk, talk about for this episode is how choosing Christ has transformed Chloe's life, my life, our lives, and can transform your life if he hasn't already. And so, uh, Chloe, why don't we just start, give us one minute on why you chose this topic. Yeah, I think um, Hannah and I talked about a lot of different topics, but we landed on this one because choosing Christ and having my identity in Christ is something that I struggled with for so long because I was putting my identity in so many other things. And I think us talking about this topic will bring 
forward something that I think a lot of people do struggle with. And if they can hear um, a person who also dealt with this is perspective, I think it'll be almost more relatable because they see that someone else struggled with it. And then I found the Lord and how sweet he's been to me through that. Yeah. Mm, that's Come so on. good. Um, you mentioned that struggling with identity was something that, that you experienced. Mm-hmm. Why don't you share your testimony of just how you came to know the Lord and how speaking of this topic, how you ended up choosing Christ and how he transformed your life? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up going to Watermark I went to a Christian school and still go to a Christian school um, my entire life, but I lived my entire life without really looking at God, and I was trying to rely on my own capabilities to handle everything in my life. Um, I was putting my worth in everything that I shouldn't have been, like grades, friends who liked me, and these are all things that would never ultimately satisfy me. And they would most likely let me down. And whenever these worldly things did let me down, I would walk away feeling like I needed to change. And I would feel so broken and just exhausted from trying to find a place where I could find eternal joy. And um, I was in a place where I thought I would never find the joy that I was looking for. But then the Lord took a hold in my heart. And kind of context I was on a mission trip when this transformation really happened but I think a lot of people feeding into me and just seeing these people who love the Lord around me really influence that um and so now I live my life knowing that my worth and identity are in God alone and nothing will ever change that no matter how many times I fall short and that he will always love us and a verse that reminds me of God's unfailing love <clears throat> is Romans 5 8 And it says, but God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so this verse is just a reminder that God loves us so much that he gave the ultimate sacrifice and that he will always love us. And then in Luke, Jesus talks about the prodigal son. And this is a story about a boy who left home, took all of his inheritance, used it all, and returned home. And with his return, his father welcomed him with open arms. And this is an analogy of God's love for us in that no matter how far we stray, God will always accept us with open arms and love us. I Come love on. that. Thanks for sharing that, Chloe. Uh-huh. Um, you know, as you were sharing, what, I, what, what came to my mind was the you know, the idea of identity. It's like the most basic question that any Christian, any human being, honestly, um, can ask and answer, like, who am I? Like, what's my purpose? Hmm. Um, and yet it's, it's so clear from scripture what our identity is. Like you literally just said it, like our identity is a treasured um, son or daughter of God. So much mm-hmm. so that God himself came to die for us and to raise again so that we can um, have a reconciled relationship with the father. Like that's our identity made in God's image, loved and cherished. And yet it's so easy to, you know, try to find identity and purpose in something else. Like you were talking about like grades or sports or relationships or whatever else. And that's just, that's not just a a teenager or a high school problem. That's a human being problem. Mm -hmm. Like everyone out there, struggles with to some degree you know their answer to that question who am i what gives me worth what gives me value and it's so important to go back to the basics Mm -hmm. you know whoever's out there listening you are uh, uh, a prized possession made in god's image solely for his glory to reflect and represent him here on this earth Mm -hmm. um he died for you and rose again so that you can uh walk with him which is (laughs) 
so clearly evident in what you just shared, Chloe. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. Yes, that was so good. And I think even in what little time we've gotten together, Chloe, I feel like I've even seen that difference in your life and the reflection of your life since that moment at the the mission trip and we went to the Dominican Republic. And so it it is amazing seeing Christ just work work in your life. Um, and speaking of that, I've, I've seen a lot of students who go on a missions trip and not just students but adults too who maybe they have an experience whether that's a camp high or a mission trip high or something and they they grow really close to christ for a week or two and then they leave and then that the camp high fades or the mission trip fades tell me chloe how do you we're, we're months away from that moment when you kind of when christ transformed your life how do you today still choose to cultivate a relationship with the Lord? Yeah, I think I realized that months after um, the mission trip, I realized that by putting God first, I was filled with so much satisfaction and contentment. And I think I can look back on days where I maybe didn't put him first, where I was studying and I was like, oh, I don't I don't have time to read my Bible or, oh, I don't have time to pray. And I think comparing those days, I realized I found so much, almost of my identity and like, oh, like my test I'm studying for or, oh, whatever it is. And I think um, comparing that to the days where I like put, where I read my Bible and I'm filled with this truth and wisdom of the Lord, I have this foundation of where my day stands um, that is no- truth and knowledge. And um, I feel like we live in a society today that puts so much emphasis on like, oh, what we look like, oh, what our grades are, oh, who you're dating or whatever. And I think filling your mind with n- knowledge from the Bible kind of counteracts that. And so we have this foundation of truth where we can be like, no, this is what the Bible says as opposed to what the world says and what the Bible says is the truth. And so I think just reflecting on how I feel when I don't put God first, as opposed to how I feel when I do put God first, is kind of what keeps me on track Yes, and keeps me from this camp high that I have. Yes. Know? Yes. That's yeah. so good. Um, Hannah Spence, you've been following Christ for how many years? Oh, um, I would say I truly started walking out my faith my freshman year of college. So, <laughs> so- Probably. 20 years? <laughs> yeah. Probably. No, more like five years for you. Closer to 10 now. <laughs> ten, 10 years. Hannah, how do you continue to cultivate a relationship with the Lord? Um, how I continue to do that, what comes to mind with that is John's, John 8, 31. It says, if you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So for me, that looks like actively daily, moment by moment, pursuing the Lord and welcoming him to every moment and letting his word speak into the choices I make, letting his word inform my feelings truly. Because a lot of times I'm like, I could wake up, I'm like, Oh, I feel anxious. Mm-hmm. And if I let just that feeling guide my day rather than putting the Lord's truth against that, that is what's going to set the trajectory for my day. And so how I continue to cultivate a relationship with the Lord is abiding with him. And that looks like meeting with him in his word and in prayer um, and inviting him into my life and also allowing trusted believers to speak into my life. Um, and then continuing to walk that out even when I'm like, okay, but my comfort says this. I'm like, hey, but I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Like I've tried mine own way, but the Lord is better. And so keep coming back to him and what he says is true. And truly that like 
exercise, like faith is an exercise. Like if everything was, if we knew all the answers, we wouldn't need faith, but Mm -hmm. we know God is good and we get to follow him even when we don't know the next right step. And so for me, it's that, that daily um, activity of setting time aside to abide with the Lord and letting him influence me rather than all the other things that want to come around Mm -hmm. um, and tell me what to do and what to think. Yeah, those are all so good, Hannah, and and really helpful for the audience. The the thing I would add to this question of, you know, how do I, um, you know, continue to cultivate a relationship with the Lord is everything that y'all said, but I think something that's been helpful for me in my journey, I have been following Jesus for 20 years. Come on. Um, and I think something early on, probably when I was in high school, I don't know if it was a youth pastor or, you know, it, it wasn't my idea is, is the point. But what they said was, you know, just like your physical body needs food, um, your spirit, your soul needs food as well. And so, you know, every day you need breakfast or you eat breakfast, you eat lunch and you eat dinner so that your body can be nourished so that you can be, um, strong and able to, you know, experience and enjoy life and do all the things that you need to do. And so much more is it, uh, important and of eternal value to spiritually feed and nourish your soul. And so that picture has always stuck with me. If I need breakfast so that my physical body can work and and, and operate, why wouldn't I need quote unquote spiritual breakfast to, to, to nourish my soul, to be informed with God's truth. And so that idea has helped me over the past 20 years to truly have a, a daily discipline, obviously, you know, not always, um, as consistent as I would like to be, but the general trajectory of 20 years is I've Mm-hmm. spent time with the Lord on a regular basis because I know that my soul needs that nourishment and refreshment and reminders um, just like you guys just talked about. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Moving on, Chloe, to this next question that, that just continues to build off of that is how do you not just go through the motions? And here's here's why we ask this question is, Chloe, I think that you grew up at Watermark. You were born at Watermark. You went through the kids' ministry through Wake, through Shoreline, and you're still in Shoreline, but you've always been going to church. Like I'm sure you've read your Bible a, a good bit before this mission trip where that, that transformed your life. Mm-hmm. And so your life probably doesn't look all that different in, mm-hmm. in many ways on the outside. But on the inside, it sounds like you've just been transformed this last year. So but how do you not go through the motions? Because on the outside, it may have looked like for the past 10 years, you've just gone through the motions and now something's different. So what is different and how would you encourage students or anyone listening to not just go through the motions? I think the biggest thing to keep from going through the motions is truly desiring a relationship with God and making it our own. And I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in it and make our time with the Lord feel like a have to instead of a want to. And when that happens for me, that's when I just have to take a step back and remember that the Lord loves me and there's nothing I want more than a relationship with Him. And that only sweet things will come from it. And in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will keep your path straight. And so this tells us that if we have a relationship with God, he will guide us on the right path and we can trust him. And I think there's a factor of reconciliation with the fact that we should want to have a relationship with this great, amazing God who created us. And I think the biggest thing is wanting 
that relationship because if we're just like oh i have to read my bible i have to pray mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada yada it's gonna seem it's gonna be going through the motions because you don't truly desire it for yourself but i think when we do desire it and we do know the outcomes the good outcomes that come from a relationship with the lord that'll keep us from going through the motions because we truly desire it yes it's and it's funny how you mentioned that dab wanting it because this morning when i was reading my bible i was reading revelation 2 where jesus he's he's talking to all these different churches just to give a quick summary and he's he's rebuking some of them he's like to this church you guys are giving into temptation and to lust and to uh just all these things and you're compromising on your faith but there was one church specifically that struck that, that struck me because I was like, I think this is what Will would be tempted to. And it was the church of Ephesus where Jesus, he says, I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance. Uh, and he's, he's complimenting all these things. He's like, you're good. Like you're, you're doing all these, the, you're doing all the right things. You're going through the motions and on the outside, everything looks great. But in chapter two, verse four, he says this, he says, but this I have against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. And I think, Chloe, that that goes off of what you're saying, where this church, Jesus is rebuking them because he says, you're doing all the right things, but you don't even really want it. You don't even really want this relationship anymore. And he's calling them saying, like, do you remember what it was like when you first started following me? Like you were obsessed with me. Like that's all you wanted was a relationship with me. And you even mentioned earlier, Chloe, how like, <clears throat> you know that's better because your life has been better when following Christ. And he's just, I think Jesus is reminding them. It's like, what, what happened to, to that, that what we had there, like you've abandoned it and now you're just going through the motions. And I think that's so true for Will and a lot of people in our student ministry and in our church is just this idea of that on the outside, sometimes everything looks great. We're reading our Bible every day. We know the theology, we know the Bible verses, we know all the answers, but on the inside, oftentimes it's easy for me to forget my first love of Christ. And so I think that's so great, Chloe. Your thoughts, Jermaine, Hannah, mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts yeah. on that question? I would add to that of what helps me not just get in a rut of going through the motions is having a right view of God and a right understanding of who he is. Um, I've been in Isaiah lately and Isaiah 9, 6 came to mind and it, um, talks about how to us a child was given um, and that his name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Those, those are all attributes of God's character and how he relates to each and every person and truly the truth of the gospel of like in that yet while I was in that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me and just wrapping my head around the great love that he has for me, motivates me towards relationship with him and seeking that out and not just doing the things that I know I'm supposed to do. And even removing that mindset of like, okay, to be a good Christian, I have to spend time in my Bible and it needs to look like this amount of time and I need to pray for this long. Um, Those are good disciplines. But if I do the discipline without a knowledge of and a love for the Lord, I'm just doing things and I'm not actually knowing the Lord. So a good practice for me is to sit with the Lord, remind myself who the Bible says he is and what I've seen him do in my life and move towards that. Because there's also times when I'm like, I don't feel like spending time with the Lord. But when I'm reminded of who he is, it oftentimes brings that desire and that feeling to spend time with the Lord. So really just that reminder of who God is, what he's done, 
moves me towards relationship with him rather than just doing the things to do the things because the activities of a spiritual life or spiritual growth aren't what satisfy it's only god himself Mm, that's good um two uh pieces of advice from my personal experience on that have helped me not just go through the motions to to add to the conversation one the number one is um to tell on yourself and so what i mean by that is having community or finding community where you can regularly share life with them where you can regularly say say out loud hey i feel like i'm going through the motions right now and i just want you guys to know and i want you guys to be be praying for me um one of my professors in grad school would always say there's healing in the telling and like just even by saying those words like hey i do feel apathetic or i do feel like i'm going through the motions has um some of the psychological effect of helping you you know push past going through the motions like it genuinely does and then obviously being surrounded by other believers and sharing life together i think helps you not just you know have that check the box mentality that it, that you can easily have um, when you're just by yourself. So I'd say that's the first thing. Um, f- surround yourself with community. Um, and the second thing that comes to my mind to, that has helped me not just go through the motions is by is the encouragement to just to mix it up. And what I mean by that is you know, kind of to Hannah's point where it can be easy after you've been spending time with the Lord or walking with the Lord for a while to like. Um, put a lot of weight on the like format and the structure of how you spend time with the Lord. And you think that that format is the one that actually gives you nourishment instead of God himself. And I think a a helpful practice for me has been to try to do different things that help bring refreshment ever so often. And so a specific example of that now in 2024, you know, after 20 years of walking in Jesus, this is the first time I've I've been seeking to do this. And it's, I have a note on my phone, literally on the notes app, and it's called Answered Prayers. And every um, Monday specifically, and obviously if it happens at other times, I'll put it into, but like this morning, right before we came to record this podcast and I'll spend time with the Lord, I was reflecting on this last week. And, and the question I asked myself was what prayers did I pray, um, that I saw God answer like legitimately. And then I'll put a bullet point, you know, a date, you know, like I had, like, for example, I'd ask the Lord to help me, um, you know, speak clearly on a topic. I was talking to junior hires um, yesterday about a, a pretty sensitive topic and I wanted to be able to share, you know, clearly. And I remember all of last week, like praying and asking the Lord for that. And so this morning I wrote that as an answered prayer. Like literally I asked the Lord to help me and he did. And I think that that's something that I just have never done before. Um, that has been a refresher to like my, you know, just mm-hmm. personal walk with the Lord. Yeah. And that's so, that even goes back to that. Remember your first love. And because I think so often when you go into a season, whether it's, you don't, you don't feel close to Christ, or maybe you're having doubts about your faith, just yeah. having, having something like that, an answered prayers document, you could just go back and say like, man, God, I've, seen the works you've done in my life. Here is a reminder of 10 prayers that you yep. have answered. And even though I don't feel close to you now, I know that you haven't gone anywhere. Like you've always been here. Yep. And so that is so wise and helpful. Okay. Chloe, last question here is why, why choose to follow Christ in high school? 
And here's here's my preface for this, Chloe. You you get back from the DR from that mission trip and you go back to school and you're immediately hit with all of life you know you're hit with friendships uh school in general schoolwork college prep uh your hot yoga you know all the <laughs> all the things are going off on campus sports. <laughs> you're off campus sports all of these things are going on and two weeks ago christ was like your number one thing you know and it was mm. easy for christ to be number one to be the center of your life when you're at the dr but then it's a little bit harder when you come back to school and everything is competing for your attention and so why is it worth it to choose Christ and to follow Christ in high school amidst all the noise and distraction and chaos? I mean, why wait? Why wait for something so good and sweet that we can have right now? Um, The sooner we seek relationship with the Lord, the sooner we will be able to withstand from temptation, the sooner we will be able to put our identity in Him. Um, Why wait and go through years of trying to do things on our own when we can surrender our lives to Him and never have to struggle by ourselves? you know and I think out of the worldly things why continue to put God first and it's because nothing else will give us the fulfillment and satisfaction that God does and if we try and seek our identity in school grades boys all of that we we will always be let down because that is a temporary worldly thing when God is eternal and will never let us down Mm, that's so good preach you know as you were sharing that um just this past week, I was talking to a young man who honestly has, has made a mess of his life now because he has chased all those worldly things, hoping to find satisfaction, like money, women, power, you know, all of these different things. And, and his realization is, you know, I've tested them, I've tried them, and I've found them to be insufficient and and i'm i'm still searching it's really the the um the the conclusion of the book of ecclesiastes we've been reading through it um as a church and that's what that's what solomon like chronicles all throughout this book that he was you know seeking to find satisfaction in wisdom and find satisfaction in pleasure and um you know possessions and all of these things and at the end of the book in ecclesiastes 12 he just he just goes bro here's the thing Here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Um, you know, it's kind of the, the, the conclusion that he comes to is the, is the most satisfying way to live, to um, submit yourself to God's leadership and to God's um, God's instruction and walk with him all of your days. Um, the world will tell you different and you might even feel different in the short term, but there's so there's a history of human beings that if they were honest they would say hey i tried to find satisfaction outside Mm. of god and it's not there yes Mm -hmm. yes yeah chloe you kept saying you kept saying why wait why wait why wait and Mm. i thought that was so so good and i completely agree that if i was able to go back to my 16 year old self i would just tell him like dude why wait because here was my plan when i was 16 i was going to live it up in high school and then go to college live it up there have a good time and then i was gonna have a good keep having a good time in my 20s i was gonna have a good time for a while and then once i got to like 30 i was gonna settle down and get married and have kids and then and then start going to church and taking and start getting serious about life and just a stupid plan you know because like you said why wait like why why 
would I want to miss out on all the sweetness that Christ has to offer because it is so sweet. And I even think of John 6, one of my favorite passages is when Jesus, he's preaching to a large crowd and he says some things that kind of convict these people and kind of offends them. And the crowd leaves, like everyone just leaves. They're like, we don't want to follow that guy. He, that seems hard. And Jesus then turns to the disciples and he asks them, are you going to go too? Are you guys going to leave too? And Peter, he answers, Jesus, where else would we go? And I would ask every high school student, every college student, every adult that is conflicted and, and trying to choose the world and trying to follow Christ. I'm like, where where else are you going to go to find this mm-hmm. life and this joy if it's not in Christ? And so I love that, Chloe. Why wait? Why wait to follow Christ? Hannah, would you add anything? Yeah, um, I think that is such a great way to think about it um, is why would I wait to choose something that brings everlasting life, brings joy in the present? Um, and whether life seems like it's smooth sailing or it's hard, the Lord brings peace and joy um, by abiding him, no matter what the circumstance is. Um, and when you walk with the Lord, it isn't just choosing like a relationship with him. When you spend time around Christ, you begin to look like Christ and there is an outflow in your personal life and how it affects, um, your day to day, but also to those around you. It makes me think of, um, the fruit of the spirit. And it's like, when you walk with the Lord, that will be evident in your life and you'll get to experience love, joy, peace, um, and an outflow will be kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And it will just display Christ. And so when I know there is a good thing, um, and that the Lord has, um, good for us, why would I wait till later on? Why would Mm -hmm. I try all of my own ways first when that is right there in front of me and so the encouragement would be don't wait choose choose christ today don't wait till you're later in your 20s or 30s and be like oh i think i really need god now um he has offered himself to you now in his fullness um and offered a relationship to you and so don't wait let's go really quickly jermaine chloe hannah any last thoughts advice you'd give to anyone Yeah, I mean, Hannah put it so well just now. The thought that came to my mind is when you're the reason you shouldn't wait, don't wait. And the answer to why wait is there's no reason to is that when you're um, uh, pursuing the Lord and walking with him and finding your identity in him, that's when you're most truly human. Like truly, it goes all the way back to Genesis one where God says, let us make man in our own in in our image. Um, And. When you're, when you're in unity and union with Christ, that's when you're most human. And so why wait? Don't <laughs> why wait. wait. I love that. I love that, Chloe. Chloe, you're so well-spoken. I told you that at the start of the podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for coming on. Thank uh-huh. you for the way you prepared. And this was so encouraging to me, and I know it will be so encouraging to others. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, everyone, that concludes another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. If you liked it, please share it with a friend. Like uh, and subscribe. Subscribe, smash the subscribe button, go type <laughs> out a review, give us those five stars, and have a great week of worship. We'll see you next time. Peace.